Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. My name is Michael Rapport. You are now rocking with the best. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. On today's podcast, the New York Knicks have finally made a great decision hiring David Fisdale as their coach. Donald Trump has called for a race summit in the White House, and Drake never, ever, ever needs to show up to another Toronto Raptors game. All that and more as me and G. Moody do our thing on a brand new hard body episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, let me get something real funky. All right, the weather is changing. It's beautiful out. This is the time of year you need a butter soft t-shirt. All butter soft I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts are available for 20% off for everybody. 20% off all butter soft I Am Rappaport t-shirts. You got the sucker shit t-shirt. You got the stick man collection. You got the hard body karate t-shirt. Plus, how can you watch an NBA playoff game and hate the Cleveland Cavaliers without wearing a Wasteland 23 t-shirts? All I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts are available and on sale for 20% off using the promo code BUTTER at districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rappaport. That's districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rappaport. Yes, we're here. My name is Michael Rapport. 
You are now rocking with the best. Here with G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Yep. Three-time podcast co-host of the year. Just like the soon-to-be Golden State Warriors are going to be the three-time NBA champions in a row. I've called it all year. They are cooking under the under the radar. Have no fear. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Uh, Mr. Moody is in uh, New York City. Yep. Hot Bronx. It's hot. Is it hot? It's muggy. It's humid. It's hot. It's warm. Uh, people are barbecuing on the, the stoops. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, man. It's good. But when it gets it just, too hot, it gets it's too much. Yeah. But, but this is good because winter, you know, so the first sign of anything, cats is outside with the with the grills out. Um, I feel fantastic. I'm so fucking happy for this dude. The New York Knicks have finally done it right. They hired David Fisdale, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Listen, Knicks fans, basketball fans, uh, I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast fans, if you want to get a sense of what the New York Knicks coach David Fisdale is like, Listen or re-listen to episode 397. It's one of our best episodes. It's a basketball lover's heaven. Even if you don't love basketball, this guy is... The thing about Fizdale um, and when he came on the podcast, he's so passionate about Mm -hmm. basketball that even if you're not a fan, you'll really appreciate episode 397. I'm so fucking happy for this dude, man. I like I was tripping when I found out the Knicks hired him because this is a guy that I'm friendly with. Like right. I fuck with Fizdale. Like we we hit it off and we connected. And um, you know, I I I don't like to be in anybody's business or any of that shit. But I, you know, once I heard that the, the the Knicks were thinking about him, I was like, this is gonna happen. Yeah. Like I I I just had a feeling it was gonna happen because uh, being a New York Knicks basketball coach, it's like a twofold job. Obviously, coaching is is the number one job, but but dealing with the press and dealing with the chaos and and the criticism and the scrutiny and everything that comes with being a basketball coach uh, uh, in New York um, is is a second part of the job. Yeah. Like you're you you're not just getting paid for the X's and O's and the motivation and the scheming and the game planning. Um, and New York and the New York press is going to love Fizdale because he's one of us. Yeah, he's a, he's straight up. You could tell he's straight out, honest, and I think he'll do well with the media because if not, your ass is grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think they're going to love him. I think they're going to love his emotion. I think they're going to love his honesty. Um, he's a real dude. Um, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. I, I, I'm, I'm so fucking excited for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I, and and I'm all in. Be- yeah. Because I fuck with Fisdale so hard. I'm, I'm back with the Knicks. Uh, I'm rooting for the Knicks. Um, I, I, I can't like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna be fair but firm in my criticism. You and tra- listen, we got a long road ahead of us. Our, our best player, Kristaps Porzingis. I imagine he's not playing at all next year. Yeah, he won't be the same. That injury. I don't think he he, he, he that he won't be the same, but okay. the injury itself will keep him out till February. The team is going to be struggling because they're undermanned. 
Unless, unless, now, 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 I don't know how much of this I could take emotionally. I don't know how much of this I would be, be able to really process if it, ha- if it happens. Unless, somehow, someway, Fizdale pulls the biggest rabbit out of his ass ever and the biggest rabbit out of New York basketball's ass ever and tells LeBron James, finish your career in New York, come to New York. Fisdale was there with him through the entire Miami Heatles. He has a relationship with D. Wade. He has good relationship with LeBron James. We all know one way or another, LeBron James is leaving Cleveland. If somehow, what the <laughs> fuck would I do with my, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Me do you, personally. Do you want that? I'm not saying I I want it. I want nothing but good things for the Knicks, and and, and I want Fizdale to kick ass. Okay? I want nothing but good things for the Knicks, and I want Fizdale to kick ass. So I'm not saying I don't want it. I don't think it's going to happen because I just – I feel like LeBron James is coming to Los Angeles. Like I I was on set the other day talking to my man. He's a director, directs a ton of TV shows, big-time television director. He's done work uh, with LeBron James, you know, television and film production company. They're not fucking around with this television and, and film production shit. Mm-hmm. As much as a, a relationship as, as Fizdale has with LeBron and as, as sexy and exciting and alluring idea as it is to come to New York, and I'm sure uh, he's never considered it, but I'm sure it'll be at least a cup of coffee consideration uh, uh, now, although I don't think it'll happen. You want it. I, I hear not, it in your voice. Stop beating uh, around the fucking bush. I, you no, want I don't it. want it. You want I don't it. Want I hear it. it. I, I hear you like, oh, it's a cup of coffee. You're like, you're like, oh, uh, hoping, you're wishing that this no. guy comes there. <laughs> I hear no, it. No, don't come. Don't come. I don't think I'd be able to take it, to be honest with you. Like, what would I do? What would I do with myself? You're in the playoffs. I'd be all f- <laughs> you're going to oh, the playoffs. Be, oh, no doubt. <laughs> what would you no do doubt. with yourself? The, the, You'd love if, it. If, if 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 LeBron James came to the Knicks, if LeBron James went to the Orlando Magic, you automatically are a contender. Right. And the Garden is alive again. So don't Alive. Act, don't act. We wouldn't like know you what to do with it. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I, I know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> this motherfucker wishful thinking over here. I'm not thinking anything. I'm just I'm just podcasting, man. I, I but I will say that he he does have a strong relationship uh, with LeBron James and I guarantee you that it'll be a consideration, but I do not think it's happening. Okay. That's my quote. That's okay. my quote. Um LeBron James If you didn't listen to the interview the other day with NBA trainer extraordinaire Chris Brickley um that aired Tuesday, um I felt like LeBron James in game 2 was at a workout session with Chris Brickley, and he was like, you know what? Today we're going to work on <laughs> fadeaway jump yeah. shots. Yeah. Because I've never seen a guy in a playoff game, let alone an NBA game, do a potpourri of fadeaway jump shots. Yeah. Like, literally, like it was like, yo, today at the gym, we're going to practice every version and every variation of the fadeaway. Yeah. Yeah, he's just working on that. It basically, he was showing his ass out there, and it's just like toying with those dudes, letting them know it's a man among boys. These, these cats ain't high school dudes. Yo, he's, at, he's hitting 40s like nothing. Nothing. That's, that's a 40-point game is a career 
for a, for yes. a career game. This guy a crowning achievement routinely, and um, he's just showing yo like this is what it is. This is this is like a, a prototype of of the next level of basketball, and that's the guy because this dude is on some other shit, man. <laughs> yeah, he's on some other shit. Yo, Toronto Raptors are down o two in the series. The first two games were in Toronto. Yeah. I fuck with uh, DeMar DeRozan and I fuck with Kyle Lowry. Uh, I, I blame all this on Drake. Drake, do yourself a yeah. favor. Do, do your city a favor. If Toronto makes it to game five, and I think they might. I think Cleveland might give up a game in, in, in Cleveland, the, the games three and four. Or they might not. They might just sweep these dudes. Drake, stop fucking with the Raptors. Please. Yeah, you know, he amped his team up a lot, like, you know, and Yep. And you you're like on the sideline. It looks it looks ridiculous because you're getting beat again. This is again, man. <laughs> Yo, you talking all that shit. You talking shit to Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. You've been talking you 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 stand up when people are taking the ball out of bounds. You talking all that little slick auto-tune shit with your fucked up voice. Stop going to the games. Yeah, you hurting them you guys, man. You not fly, Duke. You not cool. I don't care how much money you got and your little fucking, your little rings and all this bullshit <laughs> and your, your, your quaffed beard and all that shit. You not dope. You're never going to make Toronto dope. Yeah. Stop showing to, showing up to the games. Sit in a booth, Duke. Yeah. Sit, sit, sit up, sit up top because you, you sit on the sidelines it's like waving a, a, a red flag at a bull. Oh, man. You, you making your team lose. Yeah. You, you, you trying to build up this team. He's on the cover of Slam Magazine, Six Gods. Yo, oh, you're not part of the team. And y'all didn't win shit. You don't know shit. anything about basketball. You can't play. <laughs> you dick riding like every player in the league. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. Don't show up to the games anymore and shut the fuck up. You're uh, a distraction. Yo. You're a fucking distraction. And the NBA, I know what this is about. I talked about it. If you listen to last week's emergency podcast on the I Am Rappaport app for premium subscribers, which is only $2.99 a month. $2.99. It's that, nothing. You got fucking pennies you could give out $2.99 a month. I broke it down, and I'm not going to break it down now because that's why the premium podcasting is. But I know what it is to have the NBA turn on you. Yep. They'll take those fucking tickets away. Sit the fuck down, yeah. Drake. I'm sure they're getting complaints from the from the fans or the season ticket holders. Like, yo, this guy is causing a distraction out there and making us look bad because we're not beating these motherfuckers. We never You're beat them. You're not beating anybody. You, you never won again. nothing. You never won Do nothing. Dwayne Casey, I don't care about, oh, we won 55 games for the last three seasons. And the last three seasons, you got your ass kicked. D Dwayne Casey ain't the coach of the year. My man Duke Snyder is Word. in Utah. They just got their ass kicked. He's like, that's not us. Yes, it is. Yes, it, yes, is. it is you. Yeah. Y'all talking about, that's not us. Why are you putting <laughs> Kyle Lowry on LeBron James? Kyle Lowry's shorter than me. You think he's going to like, oh, his footwork could stop him? Yo, this dude wasn't even going into the paint. Yeah. His he, game two highlights literally like was like he was he was in a gym with with trainer extraordinaire, friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, Chris Brickley, and like, yo, we're going to do turnaround, uh, turnaround jump shots going to the left. Yeah. Turnaround jump shots going to the right. Turnaround jump shots going to the right with a step back. Yeah. I mean, he did 
It was literally like a, a fucking, it was like a poo-poo platter of turnaround jump yeah, shots. A display, a display of artistry in game two, uh, a playoff series. And, and these Toronto dudes are like scrapping for their lives. And he's playing around. Fucking around with them, disrespecting <laughs> them. Yo, he made a choice to shoot them turnaround jump mm-hmm. shots. That wasn't that wasn't a, a oh they're forcing me to shoot turnaround. Yeah. He's like, yo, I don't even need to go to the basket on this this crew. Kevin Love was doing the shit too. Kevin Love dunking with the left hand, dunking with the right hand. Yeah, they they that's saying if you if somebody's doing that, that's saying to the other team, yo, y'all ain't shit. And, and we we're sh- talking about the playoffs, and we're showing you why you ain't shit. Yo, we're showing you why you ain't shit. <laughs> That was crazy, man. Yo, that was like... That was fucking nuts, that man. Was like, I, that yeah. was crazy, man. Good good job, guys. No resistance. Toronto and money. Good fucking job. And, and Drake, you, yo, you, you're corny, Duke. Rihanna just came out and said all that shit you did on stage when you came on stage at the... The Emmys or the Grammys or the MTV Awards and you, 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 you quarantined her up there and you, you like tried to like... Send her like, oh, like, oh, I love you. I've always loved you. She said, that shit made me uncomfortable. Yo, Duke, <laughs> you corny, man. Wow. You up there catching feelings for Rihanna like a fan. You, you, you know, get an autograph and keep it moving. You're telling Rihanna, yo, I loved you. I always loved you. She's not with that shit, man. Uh, Doris Burke. Doris Burke said that same shit. She ain't with that shit either. He loved Doris Burke. Yo, this, this dude's trying. This oh, yeah, dude's yeah. playing himself. That's man. why. That's Dude. why you ain't winning no playoff game. <laughs> I feel bad for Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan because because this dude got too close to these dudes mm-hmm. and he got them amped up and they getting blown. Stop fucking with Doris Burke. Stop fucking with Rihanna. She said it in an interview. She just said it the other day. Yo, this motherfucker made me uncomfortable. Oh. She's up there trying to get her award, and you up there talking about I love you. Oh. This ain't about your feelings, Duke. Damn. But she was like, oh, this is on some Me Too shit. Let me get away from this motherfucker. Yeah, you, you, you fucking up my night. I'm out here trying to get my award, a Lifetime Achievement Award or some, something like that. And you, you up here talking, I love you. I've always loved you. Yo, Money, Wait, back yo, up. Back up, Money. <laughs> yo, yo, this, this is not your night, Duke. This is not about you, <laughs> champ. Um... I told you guys the other day that we were going to uh, review oh. the Rachel Divide. That's <laughs> the name of the documentary about Rachel Dozell. The Rachel Divide. Mm. Um, Music by Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the documentary. Um... I'm going to just jump into it now. Is that okay, Moody? Go, man. I, I didn't watch it. I need you to present it to me so I could uh, 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 comment. I'm actually glad you didn't watch it. Good. But the racial divide, that's the name of it. It's a pun on words, like the race, racial divide. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Directed by Laura Brownson, and I know how hard it is to make any documentary I put out in the zeitgeist the other day, one of the things I put out in the emergency podcast, um, and, I, and, and again, I'll never fuck the fans. We will never fuck the fans of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We will never fuck the premium subscribers. 
What's on premium stays in fucking premium. Okay? But I did mention the other day, after going to see Eric B. and Rakim live in Los Angeles, mm. that I am... I would like to, I am putting it out in the world that I would like to make an Eric B. and Rakim documentary. Mm. I'm inspired. I'm excited. I was that hyped up after seeing them. Uh, you, should, you should download the I Am Rapport app. And just so far this month, we've put out, uh, I think, three emergency podcasts, maybe two, a short film and videos. Okay. It's, we haven't even been up a fucking week. Yeah. Hasn't even been a week. $36 a, a, a year. For, for premium shit. For premium. Ofi official shit. Official dopeness. Not We're not fucking the fans. I, I'll say this again. We will never fuck the fans, okay? If you guys get together and, and you enjoy each other's company and you want to fuck each other, that's between you. God bless you as consulting adults. But me, G. Moody, and the Dust Brothers, we will never fuck the fans. But one of the things I did say in the I Am Rapport emergency episode after going to see Eric B. and Rakim is that I want to direct an Eric B. and Rakim documentary. Back to the Rachel Divide. Yes. Directed by Laura Brownson. If I was giving this stars, I would give this four stars as a documentary. Why? And because it's it's well done, it's fair. Um, I I'll say this: it is, uh, uh it's a serious documentary that has dark comedy elements. Mm. There are literal dark comedy elements, spit take moments. Mm. So the director did not come up and say, "Oh, I'm going. I want dark comedy in my in my documentary." Right. But the the subject matter itself, there's no way you're not going to be like this at some point. <laughs> like I literally was like, "What the? F there's right. there's like three to four what the fuck moments. Like if as if you're watching uh, my man uh, 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 Will Farrell or some shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jolson, Al Jolson back in the days. Oh yeah, great comedic moments. So the documentary. I give it four stars. I highly recommend it on Netflix. It's fascinating. It's totally fucking bugged out. And I will say this, after watching the full documentary, and it really humanizes Rachel Dozel, she's fucking nuts. Yeah. Hell there's, yeah. There's no way around it. And I watched it objectively. The film starts off, the opening credits <laughs> of the film reminded me of the, of the film that I was in bamboozled oh what the opening credits of the film are rachel dolezal in her small home in spokane washington braiding her hair <laughs> and putting on black face makeup not like black 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 face but right. she's putting on the makeup to make her skin a little darker than it appears yeah that's the opening credits of the film you're watching her braid her hair and i will say this about rachel dolezal she is a craftsman, a master braider. Mm -hmm. She's braiding her own fucking hair. Yo, yo, she's she's practice. She's like motherfucking Dan Marley out there. It's mad, mad practice. If you oh. if you're studying black culture, oh, and, and it's all day and it's so persistent and you just so involved in it, oh. she is of course going to be a master craftsman with with anything black. <laughs> oh, 
She's an expert on all things black, and she's truly... Now, I, I, I'll say this because I'm going to break her fucking balls, and she deserves to have her balls broken, and I'm going to explain why. She's a, a, a fantastic braider of hair. Yeah. She could hook you up with a wig. She could do, she does, she's got the whole thing, but watching her braid her own hair, and we're not talking about like simple corals, like she's doing some extravagant. Yeah. Like, she, and she's doing it to herself. I mean, this must take hours and the practice and the dedication because that's a craft. <laughs> she has that's to. That's a fucking craft. Like she's doing these tiny little, I mean, she does it to herself. She I don't know how the fuck you do that. She has to be better than the black person. <laughs> right. And, and, and as far as braiding, she definitely is. She is an expert on all things black. Yeah. She has a degrees in African-American studies. Correct, Amundo. That's, they go over that. <laughs> I'll say this. She's not dumb. She is educated. In the documentary, Rachel Divide, her, her son, her teenage son is in the film, who is black. He appears black, uh -oh. um, black skin. Um, she has a baby daddy who doesn't show up in the film. He's not involved with her life. Who's black? They show pictures to of him. She's got a thirteen, a thirteen or fourteen or something. Totally nice kid, sweet kid, sort of like a nerd. Very loving, loves his mom. Totally normal. Uh, appears black. <laughs> um, she also. She also, because they, they go through all of it, and it's confusing at times. Oh. Because sometimes they show her other son who's like 19. He's also black, but that's her adopted son. She, she got the, the rights uh, to adopt him after uh, her white parents. Uh-huh. Her white parents, after Rachel Dozell was born and came out of their vagina. In Whitehead Farms, Iowa. Yes. She was born in Whitehead Farms, Iowa. Um. <laughs> The, the son is 14, and then she's got an adopted son who's, who's 18. Um, her sister, who is also black um, <laughs> and was adopted, is in the film. Right. You got to adopt the black people because ain't no black people coming out you. You got to no, adopt. No, 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 no. No, these are, these are people like, these are, the, her, her sister is, was adopted by her white parents. It gets confusing, yeah, man. I, it's like, I need a fucking chart to explain all this. It's like a but black. But these are, these are, these are her adopted sister, but, but she's a loving, the thing I'll say about Rachel Dodell, she's very loving. Like, she loves her family, okay? okay? Uh, she still mentions that, and they show pictures uh, that a black man is her father. And uh, this is the problem. Uh, this is the problem with you, Rachel Dozo. It's not, oh, he raised me like I was his own. He's a father figure. <laughs> You're claiming this guy to be your father. Now, whether or not you have a breached relationship with your own father, who is 150% all white everything, right. you're, you're fucking around with the wording. Like, I could say, oh, G. Moody, he's, he's my brother. Right. And they'll be like, well, you actually brothers? I go, no, you could see he's not my actual fucking brother. But, like, we're brothers. We're, we're, we're family. Right. If this black man, who she's not speaking to, treated you like your own, and he's like a father figure, then say that. Because that black man is not your fucking yeah, father. The white on. guy, who's also in the documentary, that's your actual father. Right. You fucking nut. And this is the frustration of the film. You fucking kook. And this is why I say it's a dark comedy documentary. Right. Very well directed by Laura Brownson, who I want to get on this fucking podcast, because I know it had to be frustrating for her. Yeah. That is crazy, man. To, She's and, fucking nuts. And to say that's my pops, 
Yo. It's not your pops. Uh, I wonder what. And you're not black. I wonder she, what, she, they, what the pops say the, the white do. Imagine if your daughter did that. Imagine if your son did some bullshit. Well, her well, what her would you parents do? are pieces of shit. Oh. Her, her paternal parents are pieces of shit. Now, the whole documentary, it sets up the whole, her whole story because a reporter, a local reporter named Jeff Humphrey, he's in the documentary too. You know that iconic clip of him asking Rachel Dolezal, are you black? And she's like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you remember, you know, that that's the whole thing that set the whole, the whole scandal off. The reason why he was even tracking her down is because at the time she worked for the NAACP. Oh. Now, the reason why it be, they started tracking her down was not because she worked at the NAACP. She was reporting hate crimes that were coming towards her and people started getting the feeling that it, something was shady, that they might have been planted, that they might have been fake. Mm. That that was the alarm. That's what, yeah, it was. She did that. And that's yeah. what prompted the investigation. And they interviewed the guy and he says, this wasn't like a thing that we we had with Rachel Dozell. It just was one, when, we, when we started checking her out and checking her background out, this is what came up. Because when we found out her parents and they were like, wait. She works for the NAACP. Right. These are her actual parents. And then it just turned into a whole bunch of different things. Now, I, I, the documentary says, shows this. She was very dedicated, and, and there, are, there are a lot of racial incidents in this part of town that she lives, uh, Spokane, Washington, and in, in the surrounding areas. There is a lot of white-black uh, divide. And she was in the streets, hard body Totally, you know, dedicated to working with the NAACP, and they articulate all that shit. Mm -hmm. So they, they show that. But the ramifications of everything that happened from Rachel Dolezal is the NAACP now is looked upon as a joke. And it's not because just because she said she was black. It's because she's lying. She was lying and also saying that there were hate crimes that they were sort of being like, we think you planted these. We yeah. think that you wrote these letters. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Look, look, look at who we're talking about. She's so, a nut job. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, at some point, you don't take this person serious, man. You're not black. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, the, kill that the, noise. Kill that noise. You're not black. Just you're not you can, black. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck that you identify as black. Word. This would only happen. This can only happen with a white woman saying she's black. Imagine if, if, if she said, oh, I identify as Asian. Or I, I or, or like I've said it before. Imagine if I said I came out and I said, "Me, Michael Rapport, I identify as Puerto Rican." Not I relate to the Puerto Ricans. Right. Not I respect that culture. I ha I feel like I have things in common. Right. With Puerto Ricans. No, I'm Puerto Rican. Right. And my last name is my last name is Rodriguez. And I fuck you. And I demand you to fucking accept that. No, I'm not going to accept it, Rachel Dozel. You're fucking nuts. Yeah, man. We dealt with this chick three years ago. We yeah, said she's fucking done. nuts. And um, just like uh, these are race hustlers, I think, man. Race hustlers, transracial shit. Come on, man. That's that's impossible. And um, uh, uh like that motherfucker Sean White, that Talcum X. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I now I will say this: Rachel Dolezal's paternal parents, or, or, or is that the right word? Paternal parents. Her actual white parents are fucking assholes. They're pieces of shit and they're right. crazy. Right. On their they're like they're like heavily religious and on on her birth certificate the parents 
said Jesus Christ was the doctor on site that birthed her. They're, they're these kinds of nuts. Okay, okay. Just a little, little out there. But that don't mean... And yeah. No, no, they're fucked up. And then they adopted uh, four kids who were all black, and, and the kids are in the documentary, and they all talked about being heavily, physically, and emotionally abused. Oh. Whipped. Like, 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 literally, you know, like whipped. Oh. Like the, one of the girls showed her scars. Like, yo, they used to whip me. They all talk about it. They all confirm it. Damn. And and Rachel Dozell talks about being abused too, and and she talks about this is where like where like the the documentary filmmaking I really liked because she Rachel Dozell is very honest. She goes like like I felt like I needed to protect these kids, and and I did protect these kids, and it was almost like an escape, like getting into like you know, like African-American studies and all this. It was an escape for her because she was abused. Okay. It was, it was fucked up. She was abused. And that was sort of her journey. And like oh, okay. the abuse is real and, and, and what happens is real. And I, I totally believe that that was real. Okay. Uh, but yeah. that being said, now at 40 years old, she, she's still, and, and, and at one point her 13 or 14 year old son says, and it's in the trailer. He goes, if she would just say she wasn't black all of our problems would go away. Mm. I he like, says it. I like that little boy right there. He's saying some good shit. And she won't do it. She goes on all the talk shows throughout the documentary. She puts out a book. One of the great spit takes, one of the great comedic moments of 2018 in film and I'll say in television is when she's sitting down with a black woman they both, of course, have on these extravagant head wraps. I mean, the <laughs> fucking head wraps that she wears are so incredible. Yeah. They're like art. She's, uh, she's like, I'm, I'm in Ethiopia. I'm, I'm an Ethiopian queen. I got to have that. Yes. She says with a straight face, and, and I took notes while I was watching this film because I was so bugged out by it. I broke rule number one of the I Am Rap for <laughs> Stereo podcast, which is fact-checking because I wanted to articulate it to the people. She says with a straight face to another black woman, I quote, I, I fact check. She uh -oh. said, and I quote, I'm never going to be seen as black. And I have to say that the, 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 the woman in there with her, uh -huh. she's fucking nuts also because she doesn't say to Rachel Dozell, that's because you ain't black, <laughs> cuckoo bird. Yeah, you never were, asshole. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Somebody got to so, pull so her. Yeah. The, the, this whole like story, it really fucked her up and everything that's happened with her has fucked her up. And and she does speaking tours. She she is smart. Yeah. And and she she's a painter. She's an artist and some of her art is straight up dope. Mm -hmm. Because she she talks about it being an escape. Like she's nuts. She's like a crazy artist who's nuts. But throughout all the things, all the the scrutiny she still won't say I'm not black. Mm -mm. At one point, she says I was born white, but now I identify as... It doesn't matter what you identify as. One of the crazy... The second craziest moment in the documentary, and I'm just going to say I highly recommend it. Watch it on Netflix, The Rachel Divide, because it is bugged out. Right. Hell You're yeah. You're going to laugh, but, but, it is, but it is bugged out, and you do get a sense of a crazy person in right, a way. right. And their story and the media and how the media could find something on you and change your life forever. But at one point, she's in Cincinnati speaking on her story, speaking on, on race and racial divide in the country. And she's very passionate about. Oh, my God. She's there with a professor. 
on a stage. It's not the University of Cincinnati. It's a smaller college in Cincinnati. And she's telling her story, and there's people in the crowd, um, and they're asking her questions, and this, that, and the other, and you know, and like, it, you know, like she gets into it, into it with a, a black woman who's in the crowd. She goes, you know, I understand that your intentions are good, and I understand you, you want to speak up for black rights, but you're not black. She's going at it with Rachel Dolezal, mm-hmm. and the professor, he says, again, the professor is a black dude. He says with a straight fucking face, "Well, I understand." what Miss Dozell is going through because I am a black man who identifies as a white woman. Ah. <laughs> this is a professor in a college. Uh, so that tells you what kind of college that is. This is some local fucking nuthouse in Cincinnati. Yeah, this is where we're going. That's education. This, this is now, a hocus pocus foolishness, man. Uh, the, the most dramatic slash comedic moment of the film is when Rachel Dozell is cutting off all of her braids God. right down to, like, she, she has, like, an inch of hair. God, no. And at one point you think, oh, she's cutting her braids off and she's going to sort of, like, this is the real me. She's going to lose her no, powers. No, she doesn't do that. She doesn't do that. You watch her cut her braids down to, like, a half an inch. Like, her, she's got a half an inch of hair. Oh. And she applies a Whoopi Goldberg wig. Oh, and doubles down on her blackness. Listen, I don't want to give everything away. Oh, I thought cutting her hair would make her lose her black powers. You know, like no, a, like a no, she doubled down. Oh, shit. She put a fucking Whoopi Goldberg wig on and she sews it into her fucking head. Oh, it's yeah. wild. Like, yeah. I mean, her technique is incredible. It's impeccable. Yeah, she, she studied. She's blacker. It's like a superhero. She has, yes. she has to be blacker than the black American. So... All aspects of our culture gets gets overcompensated and, and, and <laughs> crazy, man. Um, but that's my uh, a full review on the Rachel uh, Rachel divide, which you could see on Netflix, and and I recommend watching it. It's, she, it'll bug you out. She do it'll hair bug now, you out, right? but it'll say it again. She do hair now, right? Yeah, she does hair. She uh, she she wrote a book. She sold like fucking seven hundred copies. Oh, I thought because the paper says she do hair now, like like she should hair. do fucking hair. She's great. <laughs> Like um, <laughs> speaking of race, uh, President Donald Trump has approved a White House summit. They're going to have a White House summit to discuss race, and they have invited Colin Kaepernick. Oh, oh that's a setup. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> They're going to arrest these Jim people. Brown. And Mike Tyson. Now, now, oh Mike God. is my guy. I fuck with Mike. <laughs> what a but lineup. I don't know how Mike got poor, poor, poor. Like, how did he get the invite? Look, but think about this. Think about this. They have a race summit, and they bring all entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> like, think. just think of that. All, that is absolutely bananas. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, and a pastor, Pastor Daryl Scott. Of course. Of course. That's the fucking code. The church guy and the athletes. Those are the minds. That's what they... I, I don't know, man. A race summit and you bring... This This is the lineup. This is the best you could do. Mm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, it should be scholars. It should be social scientists. I, I agree. Good point, Moody. Good point. And Mike Tyson's one of my favorite people. One of my favorite athletes of, of all course. time. What the fuck is Mike going to be doing right. here? Come on, man. Come on, man. It could, that's all I'm saying. It could have been a, a, a better meeting of the minds. 
just just like people who are, are social scientists and, and you know understand if you're going to talk, have a race summit. Uh, what else is going on? Yo, I, I, I've been on the front lines with, 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 with this, and, and I've had my own struggles with coyotes, um, and a man who is far more brave than I could ever be, and who's got uh, uh, way bigger balls than I could ever have, because I've talked about my, my fear of uh, uh, wild animals. I actually was coming home uh, uh, the other night uh, from the final day of Atypical. We wrapped Atypical Season 2, and it was later than I normally do, uh, uh, later than I normally come home. And there were fucking, all the feral cats were outside my house. I'm in my car. <coughs> you know, I almost ran one of those little bastards over. They're like out there. It's like a playland out there for them. Right. Um, I don't like... I don't like feral animals. I don't like coyotes. I don't like cats. Uh, I don't like them. But in Westchester, now we this might have been the cat that we talked, uh, the, the coyote that we talked about because it, it, we had been reporting in Westchester that there were there were rabid, wild coyotes on the loose. Okay. Westchester, if you're not from New York and the New York City area, is is a suburb of of the city. It's about 45 minutes out of New York City. Well, a family was out there at a park in in Westchester Uh playing, minding their business. What happened? Uh, A coyote attacked a little kid, a four-year-old, and an officer, a police officer, somehow, someway had the courage and the balls and apparently he's a uh, trained in jujitsu. Jumped on the coyote, slammed it to the ground, and choked the fucking thing out. Oh. This is a fucking hero. This is a fuck. Imagine you're in a park and a coyote is like uh, going to attack somebody, and and you don't just shoo it away. This guy beat the fucking shit out of the coyote. Choked it out with some jujitsu. I mean, this is a po- off-duty police officer, by the way. This is a Talk about a, a heroic act. Of course, man. Hell yeah. That's good. I mean, you can't have the animals take over. At some point, you got to put the hammer down and let them know what time it is. Um, We should have discussed this when we were all into our basketball uh, Drake LeBron stuff. Um, because it is going down, Moody. I, I just wanted to uh, do uh, our final... Air Monetti, Air Moody, pregame yeah. uh, dunk talk, um, which you are going to be uh, going live with on Sunday, May 6th. Absolutely, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. And 4 p.m. Pacific. And uh, it will be uh, a good thing. It's going to be fun. I'm going to make it funny and live. And it's going to be good. That's all I'm going to say. And if you miss it live, we will have uh, all the footage yes. on the I Am Rappaport <laughs> app for, for everybody. Yeah. For everybody. Everybody gets to see uh, uh, Gerald's uh, dunk attempts. Can I just yeah. ask you a few questions? Go ahead. Yeah. Gladly. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, because endurance is a problem. Um, you know, as you know, even when you're younger, uh, and you're not young anymore, um, but even when you're younger, when you when you attempt dunks, the more you do it, even like the dunkers in the dunk contest, the more you do it, um, um, the, the lower the jumping gets. I, I, I understand that. I'm full aware of that, bro. But check it. Um, it's three 
attempts. If I don't get it after three or maybe four, then then I I can't do it. I'm not going to be up there fucking 30 times clapping boards when I'm trying to get up. So I'm full aware of that, man. I play ball, man. You know that. Man. Okay. Okay. Uh, but May 6th, 7 p.m. live, and then we will put everything up, 7 p.m. live, Eastern, and then we will put everything up on the I Am Rapport app. And uh, are you going to, because, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to ask you this, are you going to be wearing shorts? <laughs> I was going to try to fuck with you and just do it in jeans to kind of rub it in your fucking face. But I said I'm going to put on some shorts and shit and just do it regular. All right. Now, as a friend, I just want to remind you, put some lotion on your legs because nobody wants to see you out there trying to dunk <laughs> and your shit is all ashy. All right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that's going to add insult to injury when you fucking bust your fucking, like when you go up there and you hit the fucking, if you even hit the rim. I don't even know if you're Yo. going to hit the fucking rim. Yo, I got tub o' butter on deck. For the lotion, so everything is good, man. All right, well, say you're welcome, because you weren't thinking about wearing the lotion. Say you're fucking welcome, yeah. man. <laughs> good looking, man. Good looking. Um, all right, it's about that time. It's about that time. Uh, you know what time it is. It's the sick fuck of the week segment. Miles, Jordan, cue the goddamn music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy is really sick. Lock him up. What you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 Yes. 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 Yes, this is a sick fuck of the week segment, the award-winning sick fuck of the week. Uh, and, and next week, we are going to be doing a all-sick fuck of the week. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I am calling it an emergency podcast because I am being inundated, <laughs> literally infested with sick fucks of the week. I, yeah. I mean... Me the, too. The sick fuck of the week whisperer, my guy Mike. I mean, he's, it's like, this guy's like, it's like a flurry. Like, I, I'll be at work and I'll get like a, a, an email or a text or a DM from, from the sick fuck of the week whisperer. It'll be 10 of them. I'm like, I don't know where this guy finds them. It's like, I could only take so much. Right, right. We gotta, and, we gotta fucking process them. <laughs> and it's not just, yeah, we gotta vet them too. It's not just yeah. Mike. All the other fans that are DMing me, keep it coming. Word. The Instagram people, um, I, Rex Chapman, friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, he posted a sick fuck of the week. Oh. Uh, people on Twitter are posting sick fucks of the week. But next week, to sort of, before it gets out of hand, because I, I need to sort of, you know, we need to keep them organized. But I mean, I, I, I'll say this, we're going to do 20 for 20. Next week, we're going to do 20 for 20. That's how many I have. It may even be 25 for 25. But right now, I'll just say next week, we're going to do an emergency podcast with 20 for 20. Sickest. I mean, maybe it's the month of April and May. Uh-huh. That is bringing them out in droves. It's, it's, it's the season changes. Everybody's on it. Keep them but coming. But I mean, holy <laughs> shit, man. I, I can't keep up. I can't keep track. Yeah. Back in the days, it was just me and you trying to look for shit. And, and now, you know, you'd find one or two, but I mean, yeah. we have people in the streets, minions. 
they're fine. It's sick. And, and, and they're not even getting a, a lot of international stuff. I mean, every now and then we get a great sick fuck of the week international. But I mean, we're getting homegrown United States of American, United Filth. States of America sick fucks of the week. Um, so to set this episode off, Nicole Blevins, not Bivens, like my man Mike Bivens from uh, New Edition, Nicole Blevins. Have you ever seen a picture of Nicole Blevins, G? Hell no. Oh, well, if you look up Nicole Blevins, lo and behold, she looks like a true blue sick fuck. Nicole Blevins was arrested. She she's a, uh, works in a school, uh, you know, like a school for toddlers, a nursery. Right. In Wichita Falls, Kansas, was arrested last week after a nine-year-old boy told her parents and told his parents that Nicole Blevins, this sick fuck, lifted this little nine-year-old by the ears and hit him with a belt after he tried to hug her affectionately. This is a person that works in a school. The little boy wants to hug you. Why? I don't know why. Because if you look at Nicole Blevins, she's a fat dumpling. She's a, (laughs) a sloppy animal. She picked this little boy up by the ears and beat him with a belt. And, and then uh, the kid went home to school, and, and he said, Nikki, uh, you know, pulled me by the ears and, and put the belt to my ass. And then the parents got involved, and the cops arrested this sick fuck as they should. Good. Yeah, good. Fucking nuts, man. I mean, a little boy's giving you a hug, and, and that's how you respond, you sick fuck you. <laughs> what um, else you got? A man in Indiana who apparently killed somebody because there was a dead body in his own bathroom, in his bathtub that he, he knew was there. He was aware that it was there. Got so uh, overwhelmed by the smell. And he didn't say, oh, I killed somebody. He said, there's a dead body in my bathtub and it stinks. Please come and get him. When the cops came... Obviously, they put two and two together. They said, uh, you sick fuck, did you kill the guy? And he said simply, yes, I killed him. Uh, but uh-huh. but, but the, he didn't confess uh-huh. out of the goodness of, the heart, of his heart. He confessed because he was offended by the smell. This is, this is why we have the award-winning sick fuck of the week segment. This mm-hmm. is why I'm overwhelmed with them because they just they're coming and coming and coming. Um, this is a follow up on a sick fuck of the week in Ohio. Uh, a 400 pound man, 400 pound man, a 58 year old guy named Donald Martin Jr. Have you ever seen uh, Donald Martin Jr.? No, I haven't. Oh well, if you look him up, lo and behold, he looks like a real sick fuck. I of mean, course. he's the poster boy for sick fucks. He looks fucking bat. Shit crazy. He <laughs> pleaded guilty to killing his 11-year-old grandson whom he laid down on a couch and smothered with his 400-pound sick fuck of the weak body. Oh, shit. It never ends. Never. This is, in, uh, yo, sometimes I don't have words for shit, man. This is one of those times, man. We've, we've, this is the third time we've talked about Uber in the last month. Me and Gerald talked about them. Uh, the, the annoying 
banter from the, the, the nosy-ass Uber driver. And then I talked about almost getting into an accident with an Uber driver halfway up the street from my home when I told him, please watch that street. Please watch yourself crossing. Dumb fuck didn't listen. Well, this is another problem with an Uber driver. And you, congratulations, you've made it as a sick fuck of the week. Okay. In Tampa Bay, Florida, an Uber driver, Michael DePesso, De Michael Paz DePesso, couldn't keep his personal porn to himself, sick fuck, was showing porn to underage passengers as he drove them around. He's been <laughs> arrested, obviously, he's been fired. And congratulations, you made it to the I Am Rapport Sick Fuck of the Week segment, yeah. you animal you. Yeah, he was uber horny. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 man, that's so damn good. Listen, <laughs> what can I say? We, we, we've given it all. Um, who knows what the weekend uh, will inspire. Um, you should get yourself the I Am Rappaport app. You should become a premium subscriber. It's $2.99 a month because this is the time of year where emergency episodes, we're just rattling them off. Absolutely. And um, absolutely. Go ahead, Rap. I, I have something to I want to, but go ahead. I'll finish. No, I just want to say, I mean, G Moody, again, will be live on the 7th. Uh, I'm sorry, the 6th. Um, and then we'll be putting up all the footage um, on the app for everybody to watch. Um, I am going to say this right now, Gerald. Right. And I, I want you to be safe with your dunk attempt, but if you hurt yourself, an emergency I Am Rapport Stereo podcast will be coming. <laughs> I'm just letting everybody Yo, know that, that that'll, that'll definitely be coming. Listen, I already hurt myself. <laughs> so You fuck. So I already did that. So I couldn't um, exacerbate the injury, so I just let the injury uh, uh, heal. So, so now I'm just going to go and do it. You oh, know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, this was a collective effort. Um, and there's a reason why I didn't put this in the sick fucks of the week, because I think this guy might have what I have. I got about <laughs> nine requests, nine people uh, from Twitter, Instagram, and I even think I got one on Snapchat, said, this is your sick fuck of the week rap. This is your sick fuck of the week rap. And I am, I am debunking this. I am not accepting it. In New Jersey, dirty jurors. Yeah. Yeah. New Jerus. <laughs> human feces was being found, and I quote, on a daily basis on a high school track. They caught the culprit. The culprit is the school superintendent. My man, you probably have ulcerative colitis, you fucking lunatic. Okay? On it. <laughs> but you on shit no, you shit matter of fact I'm sorry now that I'm looking at all, all the details of this from the fans this guy is a sick fuck every single day you're shitting on yeah. the track yeah the same time so they set up a camera and saw money defecating on, on, on the 50 yard line you, you, so you, first of all you're not even using the three point position system that I have I've made public for free this is something I patented for years and years after of suffering with ulcerative colitis. You're shitting on a track out in broad daylight, you sick fuck. You are a sick fuck. Yeah, he has a fetish. <laughs> a fetish for crap. Money. Thomas, Thomas Tremigliani in New Jersey, <laughs> you sick fuck. 
Thank you for all the fans. I, I changed my mind. Impromptu changing. This is a bonus sick fuck of the week. Yeah. You're shitting on a track, not not every now and then, daily. Yes. That's purpose. That's not a, a disease. It's like a fetish. This is a this is a guy that has a fetish for crapping on a fucking track. Nut job. Man. You're making people Man. like me who you're making people like me who do it against my own will. I'm not right. proud of it. Yeah, you got a problem. I'm not proud of using the 405 as my own personal public bathroom. I'm not <laughs> proud of that. I'm ashamed like, yeah. of it. Now I'm gonna embrace it. But hey. this guy's you're making people like myself with ulcerative colitis look bad. And that's harder than a motherfucker, too. <laughs> Every day at the same time, like clockwork, you're out there shitting on a high school track? And this guy was a teacher. Oh, you animal. But rap, I want to say this last thing. We have a, a, a great stick man from Brooklyn that's turning 90 years old. Mm. This guy looks as though he's 40, graceful, always did things with class. Mm. I, want, I want to give a shout out to, happy birthday to uh, Mr. Hines. My man Dave's father. Yo, this dude, this dude can scoop your girl at 90. He's that is that type of aura. And that I just want to say happy that birthday. Suave stick man aura. Yep, suave's pops, matter of fact. Okay. So our friend. So I just want to say he's 90. He looks about 50. And just say happy birthday to a world-class. Happy, happy birthday. Man. Happy birthday. Happy 90th. God bless. Yes. Um, it's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Listen, we're putting everything on sale on the premium app. For premium subscribers, 40% off everything. All Buttersoft I Am Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, 40% off the new stuff, the old stuff, the Wasteland t shirt. Listen, you don't want to go through the rest of these playoffs without rocking your Wasteland t shirt, okay? All kinds of sucker shit is going <laughs> right. on in the world. We have the Buttersoft Sucker Shit t shirts, we have the Me and G Moody. Championship podcasting t-shirt, which is crafted by our friend Adam Bollinger. All 40% off on the I Am Rappaport app. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. They call us the Disco 2 Smash Mouth Podcasting. The best in the business. Yep. The best in the business. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something, something nasty. And let it rock yeah. a little bit. Something yeah. nasty. Something like that. Something that's going to make your face like, like get distorted. <laughs> 